going on, good people? This is your man, Kyle Means, editorial director of WeAreRegalRadio.com, the HBIC head brother in charge, giving you more of what you're looking for, even if you don't know us yet. But uh, this one, this is another new thing we're doing here with WeAreRegalRadio.com and WeAreRegalRadio on Anchor FM. We're looking to... We're doing so much to expand our coverage, and we're starting off with the stuff that we've really been doing well, I think, on the site in recent months and you know, years, I guess you could say, too. But uh, definitely in the last couple of years, we've had some great football coverage spearheaded by my man, Ryan. Ryan, I'm going to mess up your name, man. You got to give me your name, your last name, but... And you got to give the people. You got to give the people that too, man. Because eventually, if they're going to be calling you out, they you can, well, well, we we can just call you Ryan B too. But it, you know, when, once people get to know you, but what, what's that last name, man? Yeah, no worries. It's always been a struggle. I've had to constantly deal with it. Uh, really, ever since I was growing up. But look at that ski. The way I look at it, look uh that ski. And it's right there, even though it doesn't look anything like that. It certainly doesn't. But Ryan Bukovetsky is uh, definitely is like you're saying book of Vetsky, I guess. Like so, yeah. it's a book of right Vet, a yeah. book of Vetsky. So I'll keep that in mind myself. I'm gonna have to keep that in mind myself. But uh, if, yeah, that, that, it's an intimidating last name, and it definitely looks wrong. But uh, you stick with that little simple thing right there, no problems at all. Yeah, but that, that I'm only going to have to say it when I'm being formal anyway. But in most cases, I'm just going to say Ryan B. But Ryan B. is is the is the main man here for football with We Are River Radio, and I've been so thankful for his great work over the past couple years, uh, helping with the Bears and and other assets of pro football coverage. And in this podcast, well, well, we'll get to that later, but. What we're doing right now is essentially previewing the NFL draft, the 2019 NFL draft. And we're going to give you a series of uh, broadcasts, uh, podcasts doing that. And Ryan B is going to be steering us. I'm going to be helping him steer us through the, uh, you know, through all the the prospects, the people who the Bears might be interested in and who others might be interested in, too, at the top of the draft. Uh, if you if you look, you know, hopefully you subscribe subscribe to the website or follow us online. Follow us online on Twitter and everything. You'll see already that he's done one story, and we're gonna talk about that. Uh, we're gonna talk about that in this episode. We uh, we already done one post on the draft and and a potential Bears pick, and uh, that's like I say, that's what we're gonna be doing with these podcasts, looking at those picks that Ryan have already written about and expanding on what. Uh, he thinks about that person as well as other choices for the Bears in the draft. So, uh, Ryan, uh, like like you said, man, you know, uh, thanks for thanks for giving you some of your time here and uh, helping out with this with this podcast and this project. Uh, like like you said, we you've been writing about the draft. Uh, you're gonna have another post coming up soon this week, but uh, the first one you talked about. Miles Sanders from Penn State. And uh, makes the family happy. Nick Sorlin, draw play Sanders. Steps to the tackle. Breaks the second. Breaks the third. 
Falcons with a cut, and Sanders on the run. Got a block. Oh, what a touchdown run for Miles Sanders. By Auto Owners Insurance. Well, look at the missed tackles. That's one, two, three. Joe Bocci tries to shoulder him down, and then the cut at the end. Miles Sanders showing his physicality to get into the end zone. Physicality and athleticism with the juke. What an impressive touchdown run. Look at Miles, and you talk about maybe some of the other prospects that we're going to be talking about just in general with this draft, and especially at that running back position. You're looking at a lot of guys that are very similar in terms of speed, height, weight, uh, same kind of offensive systems that they're coming from. There's a few guys that are a little bit different, more that cliche power back. We're seeing a lot of the running backs coming out into this draft that have very similar skill sets with each other, and some of them are a little difficult to tell apart. Now, Miles Sanders is a guy that I identify, and uh, when we are doing uh, some of these prospect watches for the Bears, we're in a little bit of a unique position this year because unlike most seasons, the Bears are either in the first or second round of the draft, and of course this year their first pick won't be until number 87 yeah. in the third round. So it's a little bit difficult to maybe mock or project the type of running back talent that will be in that situation. But Kyle, I think Miles Sanders from Penn State would be the guy that would be a, a very uh, realistic option, maybe somewhat after his combine performance, which was electric, and we'll go over that in just a few. Maybe he's bumped himself up all the way up into the third round, but he would be a guy that potentially could be there for the Bears, depending on how the draft goes. And I think that, that would be just a terrific pickup for the offense. He would fit a lot of what Coach Nagy would like to do because he is a guy that has excellent vision. He is that uh, type of runner that gets his foot in the ground and gets upfield, gets, has really good instincts, but also has that ability with his quick feet, agility to kind of be that uh, – elusive back in space, make runners miss, or defenders miss, and be able to get big chunks of yards. Now, he's not uh, the type that necessarily has that home run speed that you're looking for, but he does have a good amount of speed as he tested out uh, pretty strong in the combine when it came to uh, the 40 times as he was uh, up towards uh, the top of the rankings and actually uh, finished tied fifth out of all the running backs with a 449 40-yard dash. He was also very strong in some of the more explosive drills like the bird jump. He was tied sixth at about 36-inch vertical. Broad jump of uh, 10 feet 4 inches was fourth out of all running backs. He was the first in the three-cone drill, which is considered one of those explosive, quick movements. Really good indicators for running back. And uh, he was the guy that took over for Saquon Barkley after his draft yeah. a season uh, ago for the Giants. And uh, he did a decent job filling in for Saquon Barkley. He's certainly not the same type of talent. You don't have to worry about Miles going in the first round or even in the top ten. But he is a very intriguing prospect that I think would really help the Bears' uh, backfield. Yeah, definitely for those who who aren't uh, as immersed into the draft process as you are and the combine and all that stuff. I think that's a good place to start with a lot of people in regards to asking why he's a prospect or why the Bears may look at him. You know, he's a guy who replaced 
though one of the best college football runners in the past 10, 20 years is Saquon Barkley. So to look at Penn State and uh, to, to see that they were willing to pass him the baton from Saquon, that's definitely a, a very good uh, a very good thing on his behalf to, you know, some to, to give him a lot of credence for the average uh, football fan out there. But speaking of the average football fan, the average Bear fan, I want to make sure we're all on the same page here. You know, we, we start off this series talking about running backs, and I think a lot of Bears fans may look at the Bears and say, well, the Bears have two running backs, you know, in particular, uh, two starting capable backs and, and uh, Jordan Howard and, um, you know, Tariq Cohen. And, you know, they just got a guy in free agency, uh, Davis from from Seattle, Mike Davis, Mike Davis, right? Yeah, Mike Davis. Yeah. And um, I keep mixing it with Thomas Davis. I know Thomas Davis is an old linebacker, but uh, he I know he had got signed by uh, San Diego. But I keep mixing them too sometimes. But, uh, but you know, people may look at the Bears and say, well, what what need is there at running back? I, I, before we go into the other prospects, I just want you to sort of go into why the Bears may need to draft at running back in this. And you went into it a little bit by talking about the kind of fit that Sanders would have would be in Nagy's offense in particular and how he may be different from, you know, in particular Jordan Howard. But, you know, just just sort of put us all on the same page as to why running back may be a position that the Bears will draft at, if not at three, at likely at some point in this upcoming draft. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh... – to start off for anyone listening and trying to understand the need with Coach Nagy, especially on offense, and I think you can even put this towards the defensive side of the ball with Ryan Pace in general, both of these guys had very similar mindsets when you talk about general manager Ryan Pace and head coach Matt Nagy. They want to build a very fast, aggressive football team. And when you're looking across the board, don't worry about necessarily having too many players in one spot. If they feel, especially in free agency and in the draft, that there is a guy that can be a difference maker, they are not going to hesitate to try to bring someone in. Because as we saw last year, it didn't matter what position you were. It didn't matter what side of the ball you were in. You could have an impact on the offense. You could have an impact in the games. That's the kind of style and culture that the Bears are trying to build up. And then when you kind of – bring it down to the next level and looking at the running back position in general, as you pointed out, they have Jordan Howard, you have Tariq Cohen behind him, and now you have Mike Davis behind uh, Tariq Cohen, you would think, at least on the general depth chart without anything happening so far. There have been reports that the Bears have potentially identified Jordan Howard as a guy that they would like to potentially trade because he does not fit necessarily Nagy's style of offense. Now, he did have success last season as well, and the Bears have constantly said that they like Jordan Howard, so maybe that is, in a sense, somewhat smoke. Perhaps the Bears went out there trying to gauge the market, see if they would get anything, and felt with the little return that they got that maybe they will continue to move ahead with Jordan Howard because they do have him under contract for this season if they'd like him to be a part of their team. I think the big thing will be this draft. If the Bears are aggressive and going after running back, especially early on, talking that third, fourth pick, maybe that does send a little bit of a red flag. Or maybe 
Jordan Howard does actually get end up traded on draft day when we get into that fourth, fifth, sixth round area where it seems like that's where Jordan Howard would have value from another team. Assuming, though, that they keep Jordan Howard, regardless of the fact you've got Mike Davis, Tariq Cohen, those are really good players to have behind Jordan Howard and have as your running backs. But Mike Davis is still not a proven commodity with what he's done in Seattle. He's definitely an intriguing piece, and he'll help on special teams. And what you saw last year, the Bears used multiple running backs all the way down to Taquan Mizell, who got a few carries here and there. It seemingly was featured, and not featured as in given a primary load, but consistently used game in and game out for a different look, and that seemingly didn't do much for the Bears at all. And I think that that's why running back is a priority for them because that's a chance for them to potentially add an explosive playmaker that they can use out of the backfield or maybe even line up outside. Yeah, definitely. Well, well, uh, good job explaining that, Ryan. Just wanted to make sure that all our listeners, uh, you know, understood that uh, there may be some changes in the depth chart, but there may not be as well. And even if there isn't, you know, depth is always great to have, uh, especially at your uh, premier uh, offensive positions in the NFL because injuries can happen pretty quick. And, you know, unfortunately, running back is one of the most, uh, you know, uh, they're easy position to uh, lose people in and, and to replace people in, too. There's a lot of talent there. And, and careers don't, uh, you know, especially peak careers aren't very long at the position. So, you know, it doesn't hurt to at least look at these guys uh, going forward if you're the Bears and you want to maintain, uh, build upon and, and, main, and maintain the progression offensively that, that we saw this past year. So uh, with that said, uh, you know, you broke down Sanders a little bit. Uh, you know, give us a few of the, uh, the other guys who you think may be, uh, the top options and be beyond Sanders, who uh, maybe the top options for the Bears in the third or, or fourth round or so. Sure thing. And just to put one more little point on uh, our previous point that we just talked about, another thing to keep in mind as well is Tariq Cohen is obviously going to be a running back that I would think the Bears are going to try to extend and have him as a under contract, but he will be a free agent in just a couple of years. Jordan Howard will be a free agent after the season. And then you look down the depth chart, you really don't have anybody for a long-term kind of answer. And that is why potentially drafting a running back would make a lot of sense because you can get that four-year rookie deal and at least you'd have a guy there that you can count on for the next foreseeable future. But in terms of uh, some of the other prospects to keep an eye on for the draft, for the Bears specifically at the running back position, are a few of the guys that they've actually brought in for uh, interviews and workouts at House Hall. And one of them is Devin Singletary, and he's a pretty impressive uh, and uh, intriguing prospect out of uh, Florida. Comes from a little bit of a smaller school out uh, with uh, Lane Kiffin after he took over. Oh, the Florida International, right? At Florida Atlantic. Oh, Atlantic, okay. <laughs> He is a 5'9 running back at 200 pounds and uh, didn't necessarily run terrific at the combine. So some may question whether his draft stock will fall down a little. He ran a 4'6'6'40, which uh, certainly isn't great. Uh, Some guys, you know, 
usually run about four five at the average. Four six six is a little bit slow, and then a fifteen uh, bench press didn't necessarily have the uh, physical uh, strength that you wanted to see with that bench press reps. But he did make up for it with vertical jump, broad jump, had a thirty five inch vertical, which was pretty solid, and a broad jump one seventeen, a cone drill of seven point three two. And just as a reminder. We had uh, we just talked about how uh, Miles Sanders had the uh, top uh, drill in the class in the uh, three cone drill at six point eight nine, which was first out of all running backs. So I think Singletary is another guy that is intriguing. He does do a little bit of pass catching. He didn't do it as much under Lane Kiffin. That was not as much a part of the offense, but he does have fifty one career receptions in college for three hundred ninety seven yards for an average of 7.8 yards per catch. He had uh, turned the gear as a runner and all of uh, his college career, really, 714 attempts for 4,287 yards. That's a six yards per carry average. Maybe some people will uh, worry about the amount of workload that he got, but uh, as we know, running back position is just a position where guys don't really make it till 30 regardless. So uh, I don't think it's something that would be too worrisome for anybody. And he looks like a guy that could go anywhere from the second to the fourth round, just depending on how he's viewed from teams. And uh, I think he's an intriguing option, nonetheless, for the Bears. And they clearly have some interest in him bringing him over to House Hall for a workout. And then another guy to keep an eye on, and I'm going to stick with some of the higher quality prospects, if you will, Kyle, because uh, there are some guys definitely in the fourth, fifth, sixth round type area that are intriguing prospects, but uh, they don't have quite uh, the same ceiling that some of these other guys have. Sure. And the other two that I'll mention is Bryce Love and Justice Hill. Justice Hill is out of Oklahoma State, and he is a burner, to say the least. He had the uh, top time in the uh, the combine four running backs with his 4.40, 40. So very explosive player. He was a a very productive player at Oklahoma state. Maybe some concerns about his size being 5'10", 190, and you already have Tariq Cohen, who's a smaller back. But again, he was a very productive back all the way around 49 career receptions for 304 yards for an average of 6.2. Uh, yards per reception. He had 632 rushing yards for 3,539, or I'm sorry, 632 rushing attempts for 3,539 yards for an average of 5.6 yards a carry. Not necessarily uh, uh, barn burning stuff, but he does, again, fit that profile just like Sanders and just like Singletary of what the Bears are looking for in a guy that can kind of be both a pass catcher, can be that every down back, come in as a blocker, and be primarily that running back that finds the hole and gets up field quickly and can do it with some lateral speed. The uh, last guy, speaking of hitting the hole quickly, and maybe a guy that's as intriguing as anybody is Bryce Love of Stanford. This was a guy coming into this year was looked at as a potential first-round draft pick at the running back position after he had a terrific junior year. Yeah, they were talking about him as a Heisman candidate, weren't they? Yes, correct. Yep, he was definitely a Heisman candidate as well. 
and uh, was in the running for the Heisman, I believe, his junior year. Yeah. And uh, he was excellent at Stanford and came back to finish out his degree and said he left stuff on the football field that he wanted to take care of. And uh, he came back and unfortunately didn't have a great year, started off slow, and once he started getting going, he got injured and actually tore his ACL late in the season and is still recovering from that. So that is why he was not able to really participate in the combine other than the bench press where he got 18 reps. But he is a guy that when he was 100% healthy, could be used as a pass catcher for sure, as a runner for sure. And maybe he fits the profile of what Matt Nagy wants in running back most out of any of them in the class. He is a guy that gets to the hole quickly, gets upfield quickly, has home run speed for sure, has the elusiveness, the make people miss ability. It's just going to be whether the ACL looks clean from the medicals of the combine and the Bears going to potentially consider him. But he might be a guy sitting there in the third or fourth round where you can get a lot of value and potential first rounder. Okay, okay, that that would be interesting to see too. It uh, maybe you know you can extend the value of one of those middle round picks for the Bears if you can get someone like a Bryce Love, who's uh, you know, like I say, had a very high profile, uh, you know, college career, and you know, just had some, a couple of bad breaks there, but you know, still may have the talent really to fit, especially in, in this uh, naggy offense. Uh, let's let's look, uh, you know, it, it maybe give us a couple more guys who may be options in the, in the middle and later around for the Bears, and then maybe we could talk about some of the, the high-profile guys uh, who may be picked early on in the draft. How about that? glad you asked me that because I would like to talk about maybe some under the radar running backs, maybe some guys that they're going to pick up later, fifth, sixth, maybe even go undrafted and pick up uh, once the draft is completely over with. And these are guys that uh, had a mix of a lot of success in college, but maybe don't have quite the athletics or measurables that you would like versus some other guys that do have all the athletic and all the measurables that you like, but maybe just doesn't quite have that same production in college. And uh, speaking of one of those guys is Alex Barnes from the uh, Kansas State Wildcats uh, program. He is uh, an interesting prospect because of his size and speed. He is a six-foot kid at 226 pounds, with really good uh, physical ability that you want out of that running back with a 4.5940 yard dash. Not lightning or anything like that, but Alvin Kamara, for reference, ran at 4.52, and he is considered one of the most elusive, quick, speedy backs in, in the entire league. He ran a three-cone drill of 6.95, and remember, uh, Miles Sanders was number one at 6.89, so he was right there with the three-cone inches, and uh, didn't have quite the stuff that you want to see out of his uh, stats in college. He was a first-year redshirt freshman. He is coming out of his junior year. He has a total of 2,616 rushing yards in college on 458 attempts for an average of 5.7 yards a carry and limited in his pass receiving as well, only 25 receptions for 223 yards, but does have a nice 8.9 yards average per reception. He is a guy to uh, potentially keep an eye on, I think, in the fifth, sixth round area 
maybe some team will jump up to get him just because looking at his measurables, it is very intriguing. But just not a guy that uh, showed it uh, game in and game out at the college level. And another guy that the Bears have hosted as well at House Hall and another guy that's been compared to Kareem Hunt is uh, Travion Williams. And we know with uh, Coach Nagy how impressed he was with Kareem Hunt, and that was a guy that he developed and had the exact skill set that I think Coach Nagy is looking for now. Trevion Williams, a little bit of a a question mark as a prospect. He does have some nice uh, explosiveness in his 40-yard dash at 4.51 seconds. His vertical jump only just 33 inches, bench press of 19 he had a, a three-cone drill of 7.44, not necessarily fast or burning speed of any type. And uh, he is a guy, though, that does have experience as a pass catcher, did it a lot more than some of the other backs at Texas A&M. He has 66 receptions for 561 yards, averaging 8.5 yards per reception. And he has a really nice uh, rushing statistics as well, 600 carries for 3,615 yards for an average of six yards per carry in his uh, college career. Definitely a guy that uh, the Bears, I think, are identifying as a potential option later on in the draft. Or maybe they value him a lot higher than potentially other teams, but he's certainly an intriguing prospect nonetheless because of his uh, ability as a pass catcher and as a receiver. And we all know that that is just so important to Coach Nagy and his scheme. A couple more guys that really uh, caught my eye and maybe some nice late draft pickups for the Bears. Benny Snell Jr. is the guy from Kentucky, running back that was out of Ohio, wasn't uh, recruited by Ohio State famously, and came on really strong with the Wildcats football team this year. And they were one of the surprises, really, of the entire college football season. Yeah. Uh, he had himself a terrific career at Kentucky all the way around. He is more of the power back rather than the elusive back, standing 5'11 at 223 pounds. He's a hot guy. <laughs> And he ran a uh, 40-yard dash of 4.66 seconds, three-cone drill of 7.07 seconds. Not too bad for a guy his size. Vertical jump of only 29.5 inches. Maybe doesn't have quite that explosion you're looking for, but uh, an intriguing bag because at Kentucky, he was really the feature of the offense. They didn't have a whole ton around him. And even though the teams knew what Kentucky was doing it, sure, Kentucky is not a, a great football school, but that's still in the SEC. That's still one of the top conferences, as we know, in college football. So he was playing against a ton of talent that was NFL-caliber talent. He ended his, crush, his uh, career rushing with 737 attempts, 3,873 yards, 5.3 yards a carry. And again, I'm giving him a little break on the carry because he was just – such the feature of the offense. They were not known for any of their aerial uh, pass play. And he also had 29 receptions for 216 yards, averaging 7.4 yards a reception. So showing the ability that he may do it at the next level, certainly wasn't asked to do it a ton in college. He was primarily a run between the tackle uh, talent. And finally, I wanted to bring up a guy that I kind of saw closely doing uh, some work uh, previously, and that's Bruce Anderson, the running back for North Dakota State. He's a guy that uh, 
really dominated at the FCS level. And maybe some people get scared off again with that FCS label because it's not uh, the ultimate competition level like the FBS is. But with NDSU, they've been an absolute dominant program. And he was a uh, big part of why they were so great in his tenure. He uh, is a very comfortable pass-catching receiving back. And he runs with power as well as speed. He is uh, dealing with some uh, injury issues. That's why he was not able to run at the combine. But I could very easily see Bruce Anderson, a guy that may fall all the way down to the seventh or undrafted. And that could be an exciting pickup for the Bears. Okay. Yeah, like you say, that's a hell of a program up there, FDSU. Uh, uh, you know, so we've seen NDSU. <laughs> FDSU. I don't know what I said. But NDSU uh, definitely. Uh, you just you just gotta call him the bison. Yeah, that's the all, bison. That's all that matters. Yeah, that yeah, that's and I I know you were you were up there in North Dakota for a little while. That was, that's the, have you ever did you ever catch a game up there in that dome? Uh, unfortunately, I was on the other side of the state, so I wasn't exactly able to. I did watch some games, and I did go to the Fargo Dome on a separate occasion, but not during football season. But it is uh, it's almost like a basketball arena for a football game. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it seems like a cool place to catch a game. I, you know, I went to I went to Southern uh, Illinois, so I know a bit about those Dakota schools and the uh, you know that yeah, I, and that that level of football. And so I remember the NDSU squad, and I I want to say I was there when Carson Wentz came down, but I'm not exactly sure. All oh, right, you did go to SIU. I didn't even know. I, I I think I think we've talked about that before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Saluki Pride, right here, y'all. So definitely. If you know a Saluki, tell him to listen to this podcast and salute oh, and, and, yeah. and support. Yeah. Saluki salute right there. Yeah, support your guys. So, uh, yeah, as uh, as we, I guess we'll get close to wrapping this this first episode up of our our breaking down of the uh, of the draft and everything. Like I said, we've been talking about uh, running backs, talking about Bears potential uh, picks in the. The uh, third round, which will be their first pick of the draft, uh, and maybe in the uh, one of the picks afterwards too, maybe fourth or fifth round or such. Uh, it's Kyle Means here once again, uh, and our man Ryan Bukaweki. <laughs> that how did I mess that up there? Book. Yeah, I'll give it to you again. Bukaweski. Bukaweski. I've just had to spell it right before. Yeah, yeah, but Ryan. Uh, is in the voice you've been hearing breaking down these running backs. He's been doing a great job covering the draft and covering the Bears and the NFL for us, uh, uh, you know, for the past couple of years on, on war, and you're going to hear a lot more from him uh, going forward. But as we end this episode, uh, just give us a couple of the guys who you think are going to be at the top of the draft and who should we be watching on that first night or so of the draft, even before the Bears pick. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I'll give you a disclaimer. If any of these four names happen to fall to where the Bears are drafting, and let's not forget to Brian Pace, especially how we talked about earlier with Jordan Howard potentially being an asset that he may trade away. Brian Pace is not the type to just sit quietly in the draft and identify a player that you feel is a special player. Oh, yeah. And, uh, these four guys seem to be the top of the running back class. So it's unlikely that they will fall to the third round. But, of course, if they're there or if there's a chance to pick them up, it would be extremely exciting. And uh, leading that off is definitely Josh Jacobs. He is the uh, clear favorite to be 
the first running back taken off the board this year. Out of Alabama, he is uh, quite the prospect in really every way. He uh, didn't have a ton of carries in college, only 251, but it didn't matter. He showed off so well in such limited time. And if anything, I think a lot of people and scouts across the league are looking at that as a big bonus, thinking he might have a lot more in the tank. And since he shows just so many flashes, especially in big games, playoffs and late in the uh, SEC championship game. So, all those uh, accounted for a big buzz on this player. He's 5'10", 220 pounds. He did not run at the combines. We don't have full official staff, but he has that mix of speed and power, so he looks like a just a terrific prospect, and he can definitely be that pass-catching receiver as well. Also out of Alabama, Damian Harris. He is another great guy, and I remember watching the college football playoffs and thinking, man, if there was any way he could fall from the Bears in the third round, I would be really happy with him. Because he, uh, even though he doesn't burn you away either, he ran a 4-5-7 at the uh, combine with a vertical of 37, which is pretty solid. Didn't participate in any the uh, three-cone or 20-yard shuttle. But he is a superb pass-catching running back. He has elusiveness, 216 pounds, 5'10". He can be a three-down running back and did it at Alabama. He is uh, really, I think, a complete player and uh, maybe just doesn't have quite the explosiveness that his teammate Josh Jacobs uh, does because uh, had he had that same explosiveness, maybe they would be competing for who's coming off the board first, and perhaps even Damian Harris might be a dark horse to come off the board first. Uh, looking at some of his numbers, 477 career rushing attempts, 3,070 yards for 6.4 yards of carry, and uh, also has 52 receptions for 407 yards, 7.8 yards per carry. So really adept at doing both, and uh, he would be an extremely exciting prospect for the Bears to definitely get if he were to somehow fall. And another extremely impressive and exciting prospect would be Daryl Henderson out of Memphis. And he may have been a guy. Henderson will take it to the house. Wow, Jalen Thompson had the angle to stop him from going into the end zone at about the 10-yard line, and he couldn't do it. But once the cutback was made at the line of scrimmage by Henderson, he saw green grass, or turf in this case, in front of him, and another long touchdown run by the leading rusher in the country, Mr. Electric, Daryl Henderson. And there goes Henderson. process that was kind of pegged to maybe go to the Bears, maybe towards the middle of that third round or at the end of the third round. But he has just continued to rise up draft boards with his uh, just continued uh, measurements and get people getting to know him and seeing him a little bit more. Memphis is a highly explosive offense. We remember with Paxton Lynch and more recently with Anthony Miller, the wide receiver for the Bears, yeah. who uh, did terrific work at Memphis. And uh, looking at Daryl Henderson, 4.4940 yard dash, vertical jump of 33.5 a broad jump of 121 inches, and uh, unfortunately didn't compete in any of their shuttle drills. And in his career, 431 rushing attempts for 3,545 yards, that's 8.2 yards a carry. And if you think that that's maybe just some weird bump, he averaged 8.9 yards a carry his sophomore year and his junior year before coming out this year. Really adept at catching the ball as well. 63 receptions, 758 yards for an average of 12 yards per catch. He would be an extremely exciting uh, prospect for the Bears. And 
he would be a guy I would look at if he were to fall somewhere late in the second round, early third round, that maybe Ryan Pace would try to jump up and go get because of how explosive he potentially is as a player. And finally, I'll give uh, maybe potentially the best running back out of everybody when you talk about the total amount of skills, when you talk instincts, intangibles, everything included, David Montgomery from Iowa State didn't necessarily run uh, terrific at the combine with a 4.63 40-yard dash, but not too bad. And uh, really what makes him great is his balance, his vision, his elusiveness. He breaks a lot of tackles. He is a guy that can definitely need that pass-catching threat out of the backfield as well. He had 71 career receptions, 582 yards for an average of 8.2 yards per catch, 624 rushing yard, or rushing attempts for 2,925 yards, only 4.7 yards per carry, but this is also uh, an Iowa State team that was air raid, air raid, and they were not uh, a running team, so I would imagine that that played a factor into it, but David Montgomery is a guy that many, many people are high on across the league, and he will be probably the third running back taken on the board, if not the fourth. Maybe Henderson gets in above him, but he is another guy that uh, if he were to fall towards the Bears, maybe uh, Ryan Pace, even though it doesn't have quite the athleticism that Ryan Pace covets out of his draft picks, but that is a traditional football player that should find success in the NFL. Great, great. Yeah, Montgomery was someone I've heard some whispers about, uh, and and maybe uh, maybe on one or two uh, mocks uh, had had him maybe fall into the Bears, maybe when before uh, before the uh, combine and such. But uh, definitely, you you sold me on Daryl Henderson. I I didn't know much about him. Like really, I didn't know him at all before you mentioned him today. And, that he seems like a pretty exciting prospect there, and of course uh, those two Bama backs. Of course, you got to figure they'll be good now. But we, we, you want to jump on, jump in again? Yeah, I was just going to echo the sentiments on Henderson. He's a guy that I didn't know a ton about too. Going into like the combine, I just heard his name linked to the Bears, or maybe an exciting guy to watch for the Bears a couple times. But seeing the numbers, the video type, the video game type numbers he put up, and his style. He would be a very exciting player. Just imagining him mixed up with Anthony Miller and yeah. uh, Tariq Cohen with all those guys in the backfield or out on, on the corner or out on the, at the edges of the perimeter running routes. Uh, that could be something very, very explosive. Yeah, you got to figure the Bears uh, could be pretty high on another prospect from Memphis given Miller's success in his first, first year here in, in Chicago and his potential going forward. They seem to produce some good players there. So, uh, yeah, definitely definitely some more names to look out for. If, if you don't know, now you know. You got to, you know, make sure you go to our man Ryan B. We'll be, uh, going forward here with the draft coverage. We are radio.com. You can read his uh, feature post on Miles Sanders right now. And tomorrow we'll have another... Uh, another breakdown on Amani Amani Hooker. Uh, you know that that'll be uh, uh, real quickly. Yeah, with Amani Hooker, just as a little tease on some of the big boards I've been seeing, he's projected to fit right where the Bears are selecting at around 87. Oh, okay, oh, that sounds that sounds interesting. So we'll uh, yeah, if you want to get the lowdown on Amani Hooker. 
read the next post coming up Tuesday on uh, WeAreRegalRadio.com from Ryan. All, Ryan also has his uh, Round the NFL posts uh, uh, also in the week lately. That'll be uh, later in the week as well. And uh, like we said, each week going forward to the draft, we'll have not only the posts on the individuals that Ryan will offer, but we'll back that up with these podcasts where we'll break down that player who he's previously written about and break down that position that that player uh, plays at as a whole. So, you know, keep listening out for us and keep reading us every week. And uh, definitely support us. War on Anchor. Uh, whether you listen to us on War on, on Anchor or not, uh, you know, listen to us on Apple or Google or uh, Speaker or, uh, or a TuneIn or any other app that you find us on. You know, uh, support us. You know, feel free to rate, give us good ratings, and uh, pass us uh, pass us along to your friends and family if they wanna. If you if you know anybody who wants to know more about the draft, definitely, or anything else cool that we talk about here at WeAreRegalRadio.com. So, uh, for now, we're gonna sign off. Kyle Means here, Ryan Bukovetsky. Did I get it that time? Yes. I'm gonna keep playing it back, man. And I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it in my head. It'll be second nature by next week. I but. think you got it. I think you got it, man. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, like I said, make sure I mess it up. Not at, I don't mess it up at all next week. But my Brian <laughs> Bukovetsky is the man. Much love, man. Much appreciate what you're doing, man. And and uh, definitely, like I said, that's it, man. For now, uh, we are radio.com. Bear down, y'all, and. Uh, We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, sounds good, man. Excited.